This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chuteris here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. Jets fans, I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend, because I know some of you don't listen to the Knicks episodes where I said that the same exact thing, but hope you guys did. All right, we're back. We're here to talk Jets. We didn't talk about the Jets last week. There's a lot more Knicks news than Jets news, so we're back at it again, and what a fitting day to talk about the Jets because one Baker Mayfield gets traded to the Carolina Panthers where Sam Darnold is. We're going to get into that. But before we get into that, you already know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already subscribed, please make sure to do so. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're also partnered with Fanside and Minute Media, so you can find this podcast over at the Jet Press and the Daily Knicks. We also got a YouTube page, Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC period. No one writes out, et cetera. That shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We guys want to know your thoughts and opinions. We're about to do some divisional defensive ranking. We did the offensive Divisional ranking. Now we're doing the defense. We promise you guys that we're going to do that too. While you're also over at the YouTube page, we got another, we got another podcast winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg, our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible. If you need to put money down on the line, these guys got you covered. NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA, PGA, college footballs around the Wimbledon. Corner. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. <laughs> oh, that hit. These guys, these guys talk about everything. Wait until I'm telling you, these guys are going to do cricket and they're going to kill at it too. Don't worry. These guys got you covered. And last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We are there. John, Dr. Esquire, all the above. Jet fan fanatic. What's going on? <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, how's your July 4th? Yeah, it was good, man. You know, for all those that don't know, if you haven't listened, I uh, was just down in New York chilling, had a barbecue celebrating uh, the my mom and my sister's uh, B-Day because they're both in June. So just put on one day, one weekend, full festivities. It was a great time. Had a lot of fun. How about yourself, man? How was it? Good man, did Jersey Shore one day, went to family's house, barbecue the next. Uh, also had my dad's birthday. It was good, man. It was good times. This is the, the, the lull of sports season, but NBA free agency had us going. Still kind of has, has me going right Yo, now. We got Summer League, man. <laughs> we got Summer League. We got to see Chet get out there, baby. We, this is not the Knicks podcast, so we can't talk <laughs> about Chet, but Chet was looking like. Chet was showing some shades of KD out there yesterday, man. Just saying. Yeah, like the summer league is going, so there's definitely no offseason in the NBA, so we're still rolling. 
our baseball teams, uh, ours, uh, we're rolling still the other one. We'll get, we'll get into that. They're, they're, they're having some trouble, but it's still fun. They have their two big dogs coming back. Things are entertaining still in the sports world. However, with the NFL, man, even before, even though we are literally in the most dog days of the NFL season, the NFL still is delivering, especially the Jets. So I'm excited to talk about a little bit of the news we have, do our rankings today, and to hear from our video producer, Greg, who's, on, who's our guest today. I, I need to hear from him and how he's doing with the Mets, how his July 4th was, and, you know, how he's, fe- how he's feeling about this, the lull of the season right now for the Jets. I, I know he's literally counting down the days for the Jets season. I think we have uh, – uh, I think the number is 68. Because <laughs> I tweeted out Scott Hansen today. So I think we have literally 68 days. <laughs> What's up, Greg? Dude, T-minus one month to the pre first week of the preseason. That's what <laughs> I'm go. ready for. I'm Let's ready to go. get those rolling. I mean, it's kind of sad because to me, like the football stuff kind of – Maybe it's the signal of the end of the summer. So I'm still relaxing. Fourth of July was good. Just hanging out, barbecuing. So getting it in while I can. But football's right around the corner, man. I'm very excited. We've got a little bit of news today. But to me, it's all eyes on the Jets in this upcoming season because it's a big one for us. That's a fact, man. I mean, all eyes on the Jets. We got news to start off with. Uh, Greg, happy that you had a wonderful Fourth of July, that it was waxing barbecuing because guess what? Jets are going to be putting some, uh, I guess, you know, who you don't, Carolina Panthers, I should say, putting Sam Darnold on the grill because of the trade that we had today. Because, guys, guess what? Baker Mayfield gets traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers. Wow. So the Carolina Panthers decided to double down on two quarterbacks from the same draft. number, The first overall pick and the third overall pick. Wow. Here we go. Are John? I just, I, I just see John salivating, just ready to talk about this. He's ready to just go off on Mr. Sammy Darnold and, and talk about this entire entire trade. So, John, I'm gonna give you the floor and let you <laughs> get, let you uh, wax poetic about this situation. It's not even about Sam Darnold, honestly. He's the, uh, in this whole story. He's my most sympathetic character, <laughs> <laughs> which. Which I'm, I'm sure you could have guessed in the beginning. I feel bad for him. Poor guy. He always has a nice spring, and then something happens as soon as the season is about to start. This is just another circumstance where his coach stinks. This is like, this is from the Jets' perspective, an absolute home run. I mean, not only did we not get Coach Rule. Not only did we not pay Robbie Anderson, who's considering retirement, um, before this trade was made. I wonder how he feels now. And remember that time that Sam Darnold was the Jets' fault? Like, this is all redemption. Forget the fact that we got Pinock and Jonathan Marshall and Brees Hall and Max Mitchell, which... If, if one of those players becomes starters, how amazing. How amazing that we can get a starter for Sam Darnold who can't start himself. That's amazing, right? That's a great haul for the Jets. I don't really think we have to go into too much of that. But I really do feel bad for Sam Darnold. I mean, who would have thought that a team, nevertheless the Carolina Panthers, would be 
the team that ends up with two of the top three quarterbacks from that draft. Like that's that's crazy. The first and the third pick on the same team. Josh Rose is not even in the league anymore. Lamar Jackson looking to get paid. I mean, it's just very interesting how that draft came out. It's supposed to be like the best quarterback draft within decades. And then and we have Josh Allen, who everyone was concerned about his accuracy being the best one out of them all. I'm I'm the number one guy here. I mean, not everyone, Alex. Video producer Greg, video (laughs) producer Greg was all over Josh Allen from day one. I'm gonna give him that. I loved him in college. Accuracy stuff kind of threw me off, but yeah, man, it's just it's just really uh, from the Jets' perspective. Again, we hit a home run. We hit a home run. I mean, you can go back right now. Everyone was screaming at the Jets every step of the way. From 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 Matt Rule, from Robbie Anderson. Oh my God! Remember when Sam Donald and Robbie Anderson connected on that touchdown versus the Jets and beat them Week One? I mean, it was over. I mean, we, we were the laughing stock of the whole league. And then even after we traded Darnold, it was oh my goodness! They're getting rid of their quarterback. They're a mess. They can't develop anybody. It's going to be terrible. It turned into maybe our future. Let's just let's just say Peanut doesn't work out. Marshall and Mitchell are just career backups. If Brees Hall becomes a starting running back, that's unreal. That's literally unreal for Sam Darnold. Look what Baker Mayfield just went for, the number one pick. You know, for a, a salary. <laughs> Yo, can, can we talk about that? Can we talk? Yeah. Can, can we give some praise to, to Joe Douglas on this? Like, <laughs> for apparently. This <laughs> praise Joe Douglas for the Browns and Panthers trade. I love it. I know. <laughs> it's like, a podcast, baby. Hold, hold, hold on. <laughs> the, the Browns, like, Baker Mayfield – Actually went to the playoffs. <laughs> like Sam Darnold's never been to the playoffs. Like, can we right? Like, he, he actually, had and they had a winning season last year. Like, they act- about five hundred. I'm sorry. Sam Darnold's never been above five hundred. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, forget, forget Baker, the playoffs. playoffs. Baker's been Baker's been <laughs> above five hundred. Gangbusters when he came in over um, Tyrod Taylor. Remember that? Like he just lit the league on fire. He had a down season. Been to the playoffs, has some winning season, had some winning seasons last year. That was a tough division all the way through. The Steelers were the worst. You had the Browns, the Ravens, and the Bengals all competing. And so all they're able to get for Baker Mayfield is a conditional 2024 fifth round pick. But yet for a quarterback with just a lot of hope and not a lot of success, granted, we could, we could throw shade at Adam Gase for being a horrendous head coach. You could talk about Todd Bowles being a bad head coach, but still. Joe Douglas is able to get in return for Sam Darnold a 2021 six-round pick, the 2022 second-round pick, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Like, yo, like, what? What? Sam Darnold doesn't even have the resume of Baker Mayfield. You could talk about how Baker Mayfield's been, like, in a, been up and down, but so has Sam Darnold. Interesting, man. So, so for all you, for for anyone who is an NFL fan or even a Jets fan that puts down Joe Douglas, you got to look at the, these trades and be like, man got got a lot of value, legitimately got a lot of value. So just got to give some praise right there for 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 JD for, for that work. Greg, what are your thoughts on this trade, though, before we keep it pushing? I mean, you get the – if you're the Carolina Panthers, you got the first, quarter, the first quarterback taken and the third quarterback taken in draft. I mean, like, how could you go wrong – and somehow it still feels wrong. Like it just <laughs> neither of these guys are really the guy. You're in win now mode because your coach is on the hot seat, probably the hottest seat in the NFL to start the season, unless I'm forgetting someone. And yeah, you gotta give props to Joe Douglas again. I mean, he's those two trades for Jamal Adams and 
Sam Darnold. <laughs> I just can't believe what we got in return. And then, <laughs> then Baker went for fourth fourth round pick. Yo, Baker should have gone for more, man. That's that's just honestly, I'm I'm shocked about that. But hey, we we'll lost leverage, what- man. That's what happens when you trade for someone who has uh, twenty at the time twenty four cases on his belt. Plus the highest paid contract. Like you put yourself in that position. You lost all your leverage. Highest paid, fully guarantee, and would they trade three first round picks for him? It's I crazy. mean to me, I just don't get what what Cleveland's doing in this situation. I like I don't, I don't know. think Cleveland knows what they're doing in this situation. I don't even think Carolina knows what they're doing in this situation. I think both teams are like, hey, Carolina got- right now makes sense. For a fourth for a fourth round pick, it's like okay, you know, I'll take a shot on a guy that's been to the playoffs. I mean, Baker got them to the playoffs for the first time since two thousand and two. Like, I don't know how bad the situation got with Baker, but to me, I didn't, I never, as someone who watches NFL files NFL more than the average <laughs> person, I never got the vibe that things were this bad. I get that if Deshaun Watson, you know, outside of the cases, if someone of that caliber becomes available. Maybe you make a move and go get him because he's a big time upgrade, probably a top 10 quarterback in the league when he's healthy. So I understand it from that perspective and you're kind of going all in, but with the unknown situation of how his availability is going to be this year to trade Baker, it's like, who's your backup now? If some, if he was to get suspended for eight games or a full season or indefinitely or whatever it's probably going to be. So. I, I just don't know what the Browns are doing. I, I never thought it was this bad. Carolina, I think it makes sense because, again, you're giving a fourth-round fourth, fourth round pick for a quarterback. You're trying to win now. You have two guys it's who have – It's a conditional fifth, bro. It's a fifth, but then it might be a fourth, I think, depending yeah. on like how much playing time Snaps. he gets and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So but, it's probably going to be a fourth and all said and done. But, again, as a Jets fan, this all goes back to just do- Joe Douglas, just another masterful trade. And he's our guy, man. He's building this team right. This goes back to the whole Sam Darnold thing. I will say this, John, you you made me think of it. My whole philosophy with like building a team is like trying to add the quarterback last. Yeah. And Sam Darnold to me is like a perfect case of why you need to do that. I don't think he's ever really gotten a fair shot. Can he be good in the NFL? Probably. But you need a situation where your coach isn't, I mean, he's going to be on his fourth or fifth head coach by the time the season's over. If it doesn't go well in Carolina, changing teams, changing offenses, like that's why it's so big for Zach Wilson this year. Same offense, same coordinator, same head coach. It's that consistency that allows you to build year in, year out. People say it's, oh, he's second year, his third year. It's like, no, it's his second year with this guy in this system. It's his third year with this guy in this system. I don't know if Sam Darnold ever got three years with the same system. So. Yeah, no, he Darnold never did, but I just want to clarify some stuff because yeah. I was speaking on Baker. So Baker only has only had one winning season, eleven and five, um, with the Browns. Most of it has been a losing season, although he's ne- he's only played full sixteen seasons twice before it got bumped up to seventeen this past season. You know, Max he's he's played his fourteen minimum. He's always played his fourteen games. Max is sixteen. His overall. Uh, quarterback record is 29 30 and zero his uh career uh his career rating is 87.8 compare that to darnold who's had who has a career 17 and 32 quarterback record you know has only put at minimum has played 12 games at max 13 so he's never healthy for a full season 
And his his rating is 76.9, uh, his career rating, I should say. So I go back once again saying, how do you get so little for Baker Mayfield while still getting more for Sam Darnold? And keep in mind, like, Baker and, and Darnold have essentially the same similar completion percentage, but the yards, like, Baker just blows Darnold out of the water. It's not even close. So... I figured that the Browns could have gotten a little bit more. It, it's just shocking that it's gotten this point, gotten yeah. to this point. They lost their yeah. leverage, and, and like your point, eleven and five on the Browns is base is like an undefeated season for a normal team. And and speaking of normal teams, I'm still terrified. I've been saying it for a while, and now I'm, I'm even more terrified because I think it's inevitable that Sammy D is going to end up back in the AFC East. I think he's going to end up in New England, backing up McCorkle. I'm just, I'm just keeping it, I'm just keeping it in my, in, in, in out in the open here because I think it's gonna happen, and I want to be mentally. Prepared I'll scream if somehow Bill Belichick gets Sam Donald right for free. He owns Matt Rule. Did you see that little snippet that Carolina put out of, of Belichick owning Matt Rule? I can't believe they put it out. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> during during the trade, they showed him. They showed Belichick calling. He was like, first of all, before he called him back, he was like, oh. Talking Matt Rule's talking. Everyone's like, oh, don't worry. I've been talking to Coach Belichick today. Like, and they're like, oh, okay. Like, in my head, I'm like, oh, my goodness. That, why would you pick up that phone? And then he called him again, and they had him on the phone. And uh, apparently he's like, how, how about for the, sec- for the second pick? So they can move on for Matt Corral. For the second round next year, they said no. And then he got, he, you know, he got his, uh, his haul. Was it the, 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 the double forts? Yep. I, I, oh, brother. I couldn't believe that they showed that. I mean, very interesting. And then they just, they just made him the third string quarterback to Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. I mean, we can move on here. I just thought that was interesting. And I feel like Sammy Darnold's going to end up, uh, in New England and he is eventually going to ruin our lives. So I just, I just want to pinpoint this. <laughs> just so we're all aware. We're all mentally prepared for that. I'm now upset, but hey, okay. let's, let's keep, let's there keep, we are. New York Jets, New York Jets podcast. New York Jets podcast. <laughs> being upset. And you know who else is upset? And fans are upset because they're looking at Makai Becton's workout videos and they got some comments on it saying that he looks a little slow, still looks a little out of shape. But no one wants to, no one wants to, to compliment the guy for working all year round and trying to get back into game shape. And no one wants to even compliment that it's, you know, it's an off it's off season right now. Like he doesn't have to be training, but he's training with Duke Mayweather. So hey, but guess what? Fans are always gonna be upset because it's Mikhail Becton right now. And one Mr. Rich Samini apparently has stirred the pot enough where Mikai Becton has an X on his back, uh, or target on his back, whatever you want to call it. So Greg, I'm gonna start off with you this time. How are you feeling about these workout videos circulating about Mikai Becton and you know, people criticizing uh what this, that, and the third. I never understand the workout videos. I mean, to me, I don't get what the point is of it. It's like, dude, I need to see you healthy on the field playing well. That's what I care about. You could be, I mean, they go from as crazy as Mackay Becton just doing whatever he's doing until Russell Wilson has six. <laughs> How dare you? On the, in the, in the frame. How dare you? Stuff. I knew that was coming. The Jamarcus or, uh, oh, I was going to say Jamarcus Russell, but, uh, James Russell into this. Getting slapped and getting attacked and doing whatever it is. Aaron Donald a few years ago was the guy who had fake knives and stuff. It's like, 
no one's ever watched a workout <laughs> video and be like, okay, great. Like it's always fodder to make fun of people. It's always fodder to criticize. So I just dude, just keep doing your thing. Come back healthy, come back ready to play. It's going to take time. I've said it from the beginning. He's not going to be, he's not going to be a hundred percent. It's going to be a slow buildup. He needs to just stay healthy. That's my whole thing with Makai Beckton. Stay healthy. He's going to be on the right side. He's going to do a great job this year. We're going to have a phenomenal offensive line. I'm trying my best to speak it into his existence because we need an offensive line this year. I like the double entendre there. He's going to be on the right side, the right side of health and on the right side of this offensive line. John, what do you think about Makai Beckton and all these workout video comments? Big Bus 77. <laughs> uh, dude, I I'm so sick of this stuff. Uh, he's I agree with Greg. He's going to be our right side tackle. It's going to be great. I'm speaking into existence, but I just like what's the, even the point? Like, what's the point of screaming about his workout? Like, we were screaming that he wasn't working out, and now we're screaming that he's working out. How does someone lose weight without working out? Like, none of it makes any sense. Just we're just complaining about something because. We're in the lull of the season right now. We need official training camp to start so we can start freaking out over every single pass and every single hurry and every single snap. We need that coming up. It's coming. I mean, there's even a shuffle with our beat reporters right now, man. We don't even know who we're getting on the on the beat. We don't know where Connor Hughes is going. Uh, we know. I'm pretty sure DJ's not covering Jets anymore. It seems like that, but it seems like Connor will still be in a New York. Capacity because he said Jets and Giants, <clears throat> so he's going to be around. I'm cu- I'm curious about the landscape, man. I, w- I want to see who's going to take over the Athletic, right? That it's uh, still he's another spot open. Man, I'm really excited to uh, to start to start this offseason program even before preseason. It's right around the corner. It's really right. Ar- the training camp is right around the corner, and that goes in- into you know our next favorite topic, which is a recurring theme. Uh, in the New York Jets world, and I'm, I'm almost starting to not be able to stand this conversation either. Is now the Denzel Mims looks really good, right? Is it looks amazing? And then once any sort of drill happens, it's okay. We don't really know about Denzel Mims anymore. And then on the other side, it's oh my goodness, Jeff Smith. He's am- he looks amazing. There he we looks, go. <laughs> he looks absolutely amazing in the off season again this year. Like. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a recycled, the recycled <laughs> articles and they just like redo them or it's just a trend with these specific players. But the news is uh, coming in, you know, the conversation, I, the last I saw was from the athletic from Connor still there. Right, so one of his last articles, I guess was that Jeff Smith might take over Denzel Mims. Now, if we're able to call back Carolina and say, yo, rule, you like Mims, right? <laughs> Give something back. That'd be hilarious. We just I make doubt Car- that Carolina would ever pick up the phone. Ca- Carolina <laughs> is Carolina is to the Jets as uh, the Dallas Mavericks is to the New York Knicks. <laughs> to the whole AFC East, bro. They just they just they just they give presents to the whole AFC East. Whoever needs a draft pick, come talk to Carolina. If you want to dump anyone off. So I'm I'm interested to see. What goes on there? Do you guys have any thoughts about our fifth string wide receiver? I mean, this no, uh, no, no. What's, 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 just let's wait, man. Like we're talking about the fifth string wide receiver at this point. I mean, we got Corey Davis. We're, we're Jets fans, man. 
That's a, that's the beauty of Hold being on. a Jets fan. When you're a, when you're a, when you're a Rams fan, when you're a Chiefs fan, when you're a big big time guy, you know the stars. For us, knowing the stars, this, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's an oxymoron. So on, you have well, to know the fourth string guys. If it, those, that's where the fun. That's where the yeah, fun because happens, Jets man. because because Jets uh, <laughs> being a Jets fan, as you know, we have we're used to seeing the the reserves come in far too many times, huh. and we actually want to see them come in. But come on, we got Garrett Wilson. Corey Davis, you got um, you got uh, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, never heard of him, Braxton. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm just like we got those, we got those four guys, and we're talking about Jeff Smith. Like, come on now, like, I listen, get, dude, I get, I'm sparing you. Not talking about Lawrence Cage or or Yaboa making <laughs> making the roster. You are sparing me. I'll give you that. Out. I'll give you that. You are sparing me. Regardless, <laughs> I, I, talking, that, I'm so interested about we're talking like, to the back of that. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Like, what are we talking? We got Tower Conklin, and we got uh, we got Yuzoma on the other side too. Like, we got all these pass catchers, and, and we're we're talking about Jeff Smith. And it's not, this is no shade to Jeff Smith. Hell yeah, this is no shade. This is no, <laughs> this is no shade to Jeff Smith. I'm just I'm just being re- realistic that Jeff Smith seeing playing time is going to be far and few between, as well as Denzel Mims. Like that's just the case. Like if they get on the field, it's because you know someone needs a rest or someone's injured. And that's their opportunity to take advantage of it. So if they're looking good, cool. I'd like to see it in game action. We go through this, as you said, John, this is like the new cycle. This is go, this is like going back how you call a Donovan Mitchell article for when the Utah Jazz were in town for the Knicks, right? It's like, oh, wait, we're going to get a Berman article on how Donovan Mitchell and his ties to the New York Knicks. And it's like, okay, it's offseason. What are we going to talk about now? Hey, Jeff Smith's looking pretty good. Hey, Denzel Mims is in the hot seat right now. Someone could be gone. Hey, what's going to hey, happen? Beckton, Beckton's fat. Uh, what's going to happen? <laughs> is he working out or is he not? I don't like his workout. Look, it's man, the, the Jets beat can't be too optimistic. All right. It can't be that optimistic. Can't be that happy go lucky. So there needs to be some controversy, some, something to, to pick and pick and choose. But, you know, other than that, speak about our tight ends. Our tight ends are looking good, and especially Tyra Conklin. So that's exciting. Don't bring that up because I'm really excited about the back end of that tight, tight end room. I want to know who's going to get cut. So, Greg, I'll throw it up to you with the with, with the Sims versus uh, Smith versus Mims debate. And also, if you have any thoughts on the tight end room, because I know you do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have my, like, Outlook calendar set, like, <laughs> per every month. And it kind of drives my day at work. Like I go in on the seventh and it's like, this is what you need to do today. And I go in on the 11th is like, this is what you need to do today. And it just takes my mind out of what I need to do. And I can just handle stuff as they pop up. I feel like that's how it is when we get these articles about Mims. I feel like it's like, <laughs> all right, it's June 28th. I was like, let's write an article about Mims. And every summer we're just going to get an article about the fourth or fifth wide receiver on the Jets. On June twenty eighth, it seems like every every summer at around this time, before things start really ramping up, everyone looks good in the you know sixth, fifth wide receiver spot. And then to your point, John, drill start, practice starts, and then it's like ah, these guys really aren't getting it. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, who you know? I don't really care too much. To me, it's like if I see Denzel Mims on the field during the season, like disaster has struck. So I'm worried about like. Three people are injured. Like things are going bad if Mims is on the field. So at that point, I'm more concerned about other stuff than Mims. So if he's on the roster, if he's not on the roster, you know, I don't really care. That's an interesting take. That's an interesting take because if Smith is on the field, I don't feel like it's a disaster. 
Like, because he makes he makes some catches for us sometimes. If Mitch yeah. is on the field, we're trusting. I feel like we're trusting. A like, it's like okay, like everybody. Buckle this is up my question. This is my question. <laughs> what yeah. number? What number is is Mims fifth? Because that's if it, that means one injury or someone's getting a rest. If Mims is sixth, then I'm concerned. Let's yeah, but he can way. only play the outside. So it's like not only are we putting him in as a fifth, but he's not playing one of that one of either the X or the Y. Right. That means like Corey Davis is hurt. And, yeah. <laughs> and Gary Wilson's hurt, well, and Elijah, Elijah Moore's Moore. not playing well. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? Like, what are we doing? Let's try Mims. Yeah, but but Smith 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 could come in on like a weird set, like a four wide receiver set for whatever reason. Like Corey, you know, like Corey Davis yeah. caught two balls, and now it's third down. You know, they can shift everybody, and he can make a he can make a catch. Like we've seen Jeff Smith make catches. Mims, yeah, and w- I've seen highlight while, reel, but I've never seen I've never seen Mims make actually make catches. And like oh, once bro. in a while for a package or something like that's fine. But if he's like out there for like the whole game, it's like our season is in real trouble <laughs> right now. It's so, so funny because he was like our like for off the top of my head. I feel like there was a stretch of like three, four games. Where it was like. Who are the who are wide receivers say like Jeff Smith, Vincent Smith, like yeah. Denzel Mims, like we're hoping Denzel Mims is healthy yeah, like, so he can play. Like week. our best option right now, like that's not great. That's funny. Oh man. So yeah, uh, for the tight ends, you know, I think Conklin's a little bit of a surprise. I think CJ just needs to be healthy. I think he's had problems with injuries his whole career. So do just stash him. Okay. He's a lock. He's a locker room guy. He's great. He, I mean, he went to the Super Bowl. He's been in the league for a while. He knows what he's doing. So give Conklin he's got the, the biggest reps. jawline in the in the, yeah. the world. Like I don't know yeah. how that guy gets injured, bro. <laughs> yeah. So give Conklin the reps. Like try to develop him a little bit. He might be more of a long term piece than we kind of originally thought. And then get the Rucker, get the rookie out there and Rucker. Let him get going, blocking, passing, catching, doing all the stuff he needs to do. So. You know, I like our tight end situation. It's a complete 180 from where we were at last year. So, what about the last three? I honestly like what I know about the New York Jets is it's supposed to be Lawrence Cage. It's supposed to be West Coast starting and Lawrence Cage are in your bow behind them. So, like, (laughs) that's all I know about the Jets. So, am I just crazy for even talking about those guys or are they all gone? I don't know if they're all gone. I'm worried about a boa. Um, yeah, but. You think you, know. you think you think we're gonna keep? Uh, you think I'm just as worried about Yaboa as I am about Cage. Cage is a wide receiver. Yeah, just, just I'm worried about both of them just as much. Yeah, when you listen the names to me, like West Coast, probably the best chance to stay. Yeah. But even then, I don't know if you're rolling into the season with four. a 53 man roster with four tight ends and a fullback because we just sound we just signed Nick Bowden. Yeah, so I don't know if like Rucker gets down a practice squad for the year or whatever, just because he's a rookie. Or if he starts shining, you know, it's bad news for someone else. I'm not sure. I haven't heard too much Jeremy Rucker news so far um, in the offseason. That's going to be a fun one for camp. Yeah, I've been hearing Rucker's a lot of Tyler gonna be one, Rucker's going to be one where you're just focusing on. He's looking for, to get reps, man. He's just trying to get up to the speed. And I feel like yeah. you got the guys, Conklin, and you got uh, Yazoma just, like, ready to guide him to become that tight end, that, the future tight end, you know? We got Conklin yes. and all those guys right here just – they're stopgaps, man. They're not. They're not the future. Rucker's supposed to be the future. If you can learn from these guys, it's all that matters. So baby steps for him. Baby steps. But speaking hey. of baby steps, bro. Oh God. Speaking of baby steps, we went through the offense last episode. We did the AFC East rankings. 
of every unit on the offense. We, uh, we tried to be, at least from my perspective, we tried to be as conservative as possible. <laughs> I tried to not to give the Jets anything, especially the tight end room that I just told you I love so much with all my heart. I gave it to the Bills because we were trying to sign their starting tight end. So I'm being fair. Okay, I'm being fair here. When it goes to the defense, I'm, I'm nervous, guys. I'm nervous. About, I'm nervous about some units here on the defense. How do you want to like do the? To, how, how do you want to, before we get into like? How do you want to break up the units? Do you want to do by? Uh, we're obviously going to do defensive line. Do you want to do the linebacker core and secondary, or do you want to like break it up secondary? Let's split into, like, corners and safeties. You want to split corners and safeties? For this, okay. So I can at least pick the Jets in one of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is purely for my sake. <laughs> okay. 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 Cool. So we're going to do defensive line. Not giving do- anything away, of course. Oh god! Uh, we're gonna do defensive line, linebacker core, free safety. We're gonna do the safety core and the cornerback core. Okay. Oh, we'll do the, yeah. we'll do, we'll, we're gonna throw in special teams here too. We're gonna throw in special teams. You know, you you were the biggest special teams hater I've ever met, Alex. I want, I want to throw that out there. I think I think in the closet, in the closet, special teams hater. You don't I'm like kickers. Not. You don't like to talk about the punters in the draft. All right. You don't like you don't you don't, you don't like you don't like to blame the kickers when they lose the games. I'm on to you, man. I'm on hey, to you. You watch it right there. Special teams hate. First of all, you keep bringing up, <laughs> you bring up names like, oh man, are we going are we going to be relying on uh, <laughs> is Greg Zerline or or Eddie Pinheiro? I'm like, it's gonna be Eddie Pinheiro, yeah. bro. Like, I don't even need. That's a huge. That's a huge <laughs> problem with the Jets. We haven't had a real kicker in this is Jason four Meyer. years. Yeah, and then we kicked him out after one year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know what? And Nicky Folk. <laughs> Folk hero. Oh, good lord. He's, he's, still, he's still ruining our lives, but anyway, let's start off with. Oh man, I, I I think this is the best unit across the entire division. And again, we are sitting here, the New York Jets, just trying to win one division game under the Joe Douglas era, which we just praise at the top of the show. So it, we shouldn't be on the top of these lists. I think if we're healthy. And I guess we just have to take it for what we know right now. If we're healthy, I, I think we're competing for one of the top defensive lines. However, you, you, you got to give it to Buffalo, right? You have yes. to. You yes. have to give it to Buffalo because I, I think Von Miller really puts it over the edge. Like once Von Miller is there and then Matt Milano's behind him, I know that's the linebacker, but like – he likes to rush. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hold, he likes to hold down behind. So it's going to be Von Miller, Daquan Jones, and yeah. Oliver, and uh, Greg Rousseau. I mean, they're beasts, man. I, I like our depth better. Don't forget about Tim Settle. Don't forget about Tim Settle, too. Tim Settle's good. and But, but like, for me, does that kind of uh, balance out the fact that they got Shaq Lawson and he stinks? <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's in their depth chart. Like, I, I don't love their depth. They, they're, they're, they're okay. I think their their starters are number one. I know that New England has a good defensive line. I I know I, I like them. They're okay. I'm taking the Jets. Okay, I'm I'm taking the Jets acquisition of Carl Lawson. I'm taking Quinnen Williams, who's due for a huge extension. I'm taking John Franklin Myers, who just got a big payday, and I'm taking Jermaine Johnson, a first round pick, who we just traded up for. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's hard for me not to take them first, but I'm going to give it up to the Bills, who had one of the best defenses in the league. They got they got Von Miller. 
Like, I, I mean, what else could you ask for, right? I love Ed Oliver ever since he was drafted. Shout out to Houston. Remember that draft, Greg? Like, those are, we were going in on Ed Oliver, man. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he hasn't really played as well as I think people were projecting, though. So, I, I feel mean, like that's still, always how defensive linemen go, right? If you're not like an edge, pure edge. Yeah, I think it definitely takes some time. You have to learn the skills to go with the technique, to go with the. But he, the they open it up. And everything. He opens it up. Like he opens it up. Just like Quinn Williams. Sometimes his numbers don't show. Even Leonard Williams. I know we hate on him, but he's obviously doing okay in the, on the Giants. Yeah. I really like where uh, the Jets stand at, at the number two. I'll, I'll throw it up to New England on the three. Hmm. And, I, dude, I just really don't like this Miami Dolphins team. I don't know what to say. I just really don't. I, I, I know they got um, the guy from uh, Kansas City, uh, Manuel Ogba. Like, that should be fun on the on, on defensive line uh, as an edge. Uh, they got Christian Wilkins. He's a beast. But other than that, man, I'm, I'm not too impressed. I mean, they do play the 3-4, so it's hard to be impressed, right, with the defensive line specifically. Uh, Raekwon Davis is good. But I'm not, that's, my, that's, that's number four for me, honestly, Ed. I think that's going to be uh, – I just don't like their front. The Miami front this doesn't impress me. So Yeah, I'm with you on the line, but I think they get pretty good pretty fast as you move up to different positions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they literally are like a, like a color chart, right? Like a, like a yeah. bar. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. It See, ramps. It's interesting. So I'm a, I'm a, I agree with you, John, on uh, Buffalo Bills having the number one defensive line. Their front is just – Beastly. I mean, they were 13th in how many rushing yards they allowed last season. Like they were able to stop so many teams. They only allowed, um, and they were ranked 13th, 1,866 rushing yards in total last season. So team is the team, the team is legit. So when it comes there, I'm going to go with, I'm, I agree with you. I think the Jets are going to take a step up. Granted, out of all four last season, the Jets were one of the worst when it came to stopping the run last season. But once again, I put that on the fact that when you watch this team heavily, you see that when you have poor quarterback play and you have to leave your defense out to hang and dry, it's not going to look pretty. Okay. They're not meant to be out there the entire game. It's supposed to be an equal balance and they just struggled because Zach Wilson struggled. So I think they're going to make a bounce back. I think they got the second best defensive line in the AFC East. I'm going to go with Miami third, honestly. I'm going to go with Miami because I think they're blitz heavy style. Like they're right behind Buffalo last season when it came to the run stop. And I feel like they only retooled this off season. I think they're going to be right back there when it comes to like stopping the run on their front. They're blitz heavy defense. As I said, I'm going to go with them at number three. I think the, I think that really the Patriots are the team that's going to, they're, they're the one to me that has like the weaker uh, defensive line. Disrespecting Judon, bro. I, I feel like just Judon himself. Yeah, you see those red sleeves out there? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nightmares. I see those red sleeves in my sleep. Yeah, I know, but like, even with uh, don't one disrespect player, them, bro. Don't, don't disrespect it's a T, them. It's a T. Defense is truly like, I mean, the entire sport, like, we talk about it being the ultimate team sport, but when it comes to defense, like, you can't cover everybody, man. You can't yeah. cover everybody. And Judon, as talented as he is, like it's tough. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is better at than Mike at, McDaniel at everything in life. Yes, yeah, I get, <laughs> I, like, I get that, I get that. But like, for, right, for, the, for the Dolphins, like their talent for for their talent, and even though we haven't seen this coaching staff work, 
I feel like the talent will still make up for like the talent that the Patriots have, which is more so of a coaching schematic than anything else. So if you want to say, if you want to talk about like talent wise, I'm going to go with Dolphins. If you want to talk schematic wise, I'll give it to the Patriots over, over the Dolphins. But I'm going to stick with Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots as my ranking. Greg, All right. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys on a lot of it. I'll be a little bit of tiebreaker on the Patriots and the uh, Dolphins because I have the Bills one. We talked about it last time when we did the offense thing. To me, I think that going into the season, the Jets have the best defensive line on paper. I need to see Carl Lawson healthy and going out there and pro- producing. I need to see Jermaine Johnson out there being able to produce as a rookie. So, you know, some of these other people that we brought into Solomon Thomas, other guys like that, it's like, I need to see how it all fits together. I think the Jets, by the end of the season, have a shot to be the best defensive line um, in the AFC East. But right now, just because the Bills, the pedigree, to your point with the statistics, Alex, they're, you know, a great overall defense. And mm-hmm. a big part of that is that upfront defensive line. So I'll go Bills one, Jets two. For me, I'm going to go Patriots three, just because I think that. I don't know. I just think that they're a little bit better schematically for sure. But I think the talent gap isn't as big as I thought it was going into this exercise. I thought Miami was like way off in the distance. But to me, just I don't know. It's weird. I don't know really how to explain it. Because when you look at the statistics, it's like, okay, Miami's pretty good on third down. Miami's pretty good on the rush, stopping the rush. You know, the talents there, some of the players graded out pretty good last season. But to me, the Patriots defense is just such a hallmark. And yeah. it's how they were able to win games last year. Whereas, yeah, the, it's just like with Tua, you talked about the quarterback, how that plays into the defense. I just think the, the Miami defense, again, can be better, kind of like the Jets situation than the Patriots defense by the end of the season. But I just think right now, Patriots three, Dolphins four. And that might be the only spot that I have the Dolphins last. I mean, we'll see when we go through this, but the Dolphins defense, I forgot how good some of these players are and how good some of these position groups that, are. Bro, like, I, I'm going to just say this, like, I, I'm going to just say this, like, the Dolphins, like, impressed last season with having Tua, and that's why what, what Flores did last season, you're like, word, like, you're, you're firing this guy because he didn't tank? Like, well, they just started off so poorly. Like in my dumb brain, I just was like, "Oh, Miami sucks" because they started out zero and eight, and they rattled off like eight wins in a row. Oh, that's what like, I'm saying, man. Like, so you know, and, and it wasn't because of the offense. I can tell you that. So this defense not. comes to well, play. You'll be surprised what happens when the owner tells the coach they finished uh, nine and eight. They lose games, bro. Yeah, look, they finished nine and eight. Winning some games. <laughs> they finished. They finished nine and eight with uh, two of been. 75. You had Jacoby Brissett going two and three. And like great games. I love when Brissett plays football games. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for the season, man. So sloppy, but so, so amazing. I don't know how he does it, but it's so sloppy. He's a a Bill Parcells guy, man. That's all you need to know. Oh, man. But moving on. So, so moving on to the next group, we got the linebacker core. John's, uh, I know where John's going to go already go with the Jets. If any, (laughs) yeah. John, just because I know I want, I want to hear it, man. I just want to hear where you're going to put the linebacker <laughs> core for this, for this grouping, <laughs> this ranking. I'll start. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you what you want. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll start with the number four pick. And that's going to be the New York Jets. Here. 
uh, coming in on a solid fourth place, uh, holding it down hard with Quincy Williams and CJ Mosley. How dare you? Don't you dare talk bad about Quincy Williams. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's going to be really interesting, man. I, I really believe that the Jets have finally molded their defense to a Salah type defense where they're only going to have really two linebackers in behind that four man front. And they're going to have four cornerbacks in. I think they're going to have – I know I'm jumping a little bit to the cornerbacks, but I think they're going to have Gardner. They're going to have Reed start, and then they're going to have uh, Michael Carter with them, uh, followed by the two safeties, right? And then if you have the four people up front, they only need two more spots. <laughs> they only got two more spots there. Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting if, if they play it that way. I think we're going to be really fast. Uh, but we'll talk about the secondary when we get there. But just speaking of Mosley and Quincy Williams, I mean – for what it's worth, I'm, I'm being facetious putting them forwards because it pissed me off, and now we only have two linebackers, so I don't even know what's, what's going to happen here. But, I mean, I like C.J. Mosley. I think C.J. Mosley is amazing, to be honest with you, especially when he plays and when he wants to play. Uh, there was that game, was it first Jacksonville uh, where we got made fun of, or was it first the Colts or something where we didn't tackle, and uh, it was on prime time? Oh, and... that, that Stonewall uh, tackle that he had? That was against the Broncos. No, 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 not the good tackle. Uh, there was a bad one. He whiffed so bad, and then they got made fun of, and he said uh, they were embarrassed. And ever since that game, C.J. Mosley flipped a complete switch. Eagles. Eagles, yes, it was the Eagles game. So I- I'm putting them fourth with, with some hope. It's like it's not an F, right? As long, I know it's fourth. It's like a C. It's like a C, right? <laughs> like you guys can bring it up here. I, I believe in you guys to move up here, but – I'm going to put them fourth. You guys got a solid C. Right behind them, I I know it's kind of weird to put this team here, especially because this is, I mean, this is where the this is where the cream of the crop is for this team. But the Dolphins, I'm putting them. I'm putting them at the three spot. Mm. I mean, I, they they live and die by their linebackers. I know that their cornerback, their secondary has their biggest stars. But they live and die by their linebackers. Uh, just so it's interesting. Uh, I, I just think Miami's going to be really bad too, so that probably uh, goes into it for me. So the Dolphins are going to be three in their linebacker core. New England, number two, just again based on scheme. Uh, Judon, I mean, I know he's listed as a linebacker, but he's really on the front. But he, you know, he does both. Sometimes he's standing. Uh, I, I mean I love what I love what New England does to linebackers, man. You gotta love it. Uh, even if you've never heard of them, like uh, Mac Wilson from Cleveland, right? I have no idea how he's gonna do, but I just assume he's gonna do good with New England. Honestly, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm being quite frank with you, so I'm gonna throw them uh, at third at uh, second. A shout out to Harvey Lange still being on. <laughs> the New England Patriots. I love that he's there. Still killing on the special teams, probably. Uh, nice run stopper from the Jets. But he wouldn't lose our starter, and he's got the crazy eyes. He's, he's fun. And number one, definitely throwing it up to the Buffalo Bills, man. Matt Milano, Tremaine Edwards. They're running the same scheme as us with the three cornerbacks. I, I, lo- I love this Buffalo D- Bills linebacker core, man. The the, the the problem for me is the difference between the one and the four in, in the linebacker is almost the closest between – I think this and the running backs for me were like the closest. Yeah, you know, I between, agree. Yeah. 
between all, all all the fields. So uh, I'm going to put the Jets at four, the Bills at one. And that, that, that's kind of how I'm rolling with it here. But again, I don't think the gap is very large. Greg, you agree? Yeah, I'm in the same exact boat. When I was looking at the linebackers, uh, it's like weird. It's like I thought, oh, this is kind of like the running backs. Like everyone's kind of similar, but no one's really too impressive. I feel like the cornerbacks are also very close, but it's very impressive groups. So this is where the linebackers, I feel like we're kind of middle of the pack, below the pack. Um, You know, I hate, I'm not a big CJ Mosley guy. So. (laughs) Tell us about um, it. looking, look, yeah, looking this up again today. I mean, the stats that were out there were just outrageous. <laughs> so, um, I have the Jets four, Dolphins three, but again, like they're so close together, it's crazy. Patriots kind of in the middle a little bit, and the Bills a couple steps ahead, but not far ahead. I think this is probably the worst group overall for all of these defenses, which I kind of find interesting. Is like the AFC East, like. I would expect the linebacker cores to be a little bit more stronger, stop the run, a little bit, you know, worse weather, that kind of style, more than just having weak linebackers across the board. So I have the same order as you, John. Alex, what are you thinking for linebackers? You got anything to switch us up a little bit? No, I got the same order as you guys. Wow, it's not, it's, I, I agree 100%. And like, Jets have four consensus. You got to love it. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard, man. I mean, like, once again, it comes back to like looking at the run. We gave up a lot of runs when it comes to pass protecting uh, the passing. They're not good at that either, especially when it comes to the tight end. Like they're just, it's abysmal. There's, there's nothing really you got to sure. know more about the New York Jets. We watched it. We, we, it, our eyes bled, you know? And then when looking at the dolphins, it's still uh, bleeding, bro. They're still bleeding. <laughs> dolphins. Dolphins are obviously t- more talented in my, I think the, I think this is where the jump is. I feel like it's a jump where it's like jets are down here and then the dolphins make a good leap. And then everyone else on top is really closer together in my opinion uh the dolphins like uh, roberts baker they're solid they're a solid linebacker core once again it comes down to the run pass they're both good at it they're athletic but it they're like it doesn't really make a jump to me until you start getting to the buffalo bills like that's really like the core like that's why they're so good like that's why they're a really good team is the defense and then for the patriots they got solid linebacker core as well you know, you can't you can't disrespect anything that that their team does with a when you got Judon Bentley, uh, Uche, like they're all they're all solid. They're all solid players. So. And with Bill Belichick and his ability to like, once again, schematically keep these guys like hitting the gap hard, just have them organized on defense and just they're all so smart and savvy. And when it comes to being trained, which I feel like is the biggest thing for being a linebacker. It's not how hard of a hitter you are. It's really being the quarterback of the defense for the front. So for the Patriots, that's why they're up there. But when you talk about talent, Buffalo Bills just by far with the smarts and the talent. That's why it's just so good uh, for them. But, it, I, you know, like to, to, to touch on Greg's point when it comes to like linebacker cores, I kind of feel like that's kind of throughout the NFL. I think the NFL is just changing where it's not – it was such a run-heavy game where you needed linebackers, where your your defensive line is there to plug up the gaps, but then your linebackers are there to chase everybody down, right? The, your your defensive line is to like kind of make everything a mess up front and give the linebackers that freedom to like really roam and just chase down everybody. We're not getting the same running attack that we we saw like when we had Priest Holmes, Jamal Eddy, like all these other dudes back then. So the game has changed where it's more so passing, 
Your quarterbacks are now able to run. So you're doing a lot of QB spies. And honestly, like the tackling, like when we look at the practices too, like it's not, it's not the same practices that they once were doing where everyone's just like going head on collision, like really practicing form tackling. So all of that's just kind of going out the window. And that's overall like league wide as well. So I feel like linebacker cores throughout an NFL entirely, like you still have talent, but it's not anywhere close to like when we're talking about the Erlockers, the Ray Lewis's, like the, that's, we're not getting that generation back. We're not getting that generation back. So that's, I agree with what you're really? saying, Greg. Yeah. I agree that the, like, the look of a linebacker is different. I just think that, I don't know, I still think there's going to be a couple linebackers yeah. over the next five or 10 years that are like Who? out of this world. Um, you hear Nico Parsons? No, I like do you yeah, so like I like TJ White. White. Yeah, don't yeah. let me tell Jersey Jerry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like what's what's to like legitimately think of like who we're hyping up nowadays, right? It's the defense events, right? When it comes to the Watts, yeah. when it comes to what are the what, what are the other brothers that we're talking about? Uh Bosa's when it Bosa's. comes to the Bosa's like C- can I give you a hot take? Can sure. I give you a hot take? Linebackers are like the centers. Uh, of the NFL, where you do you need them and you need them to be solid defenders, and sometimes they they could just do one thing. But if you don't have one, it it shows like you get super exposed, oh, uh, especially sure. as the season goes on when teams start running the football more, mm-hmm. uh, when you know defensive schemes become you know elite. Like the linebackers, they when they're bad, they're bad, man. Like think about the Jets, dude. They, it, it, here's the thing. If if tight ends are the new age football and slot corners are the new age football, then we have to change the conversation. Like if linebackers are 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 going to be obsolete, then guess what? Safeties are a premium position now. Like it's, something has to change. Like somebody has to guard these tight ends. If if you tell me it's not a linebacker anymore because you know it's all about the air and it's all about the tight ends, then it, it jumps to the safeties. Then you can't tell me that safety is not a premium position. So, so it, you got to take one or the other. That's why I think that the linebackers are still elite because I don't think the safeties are that quote unquote premium. Yeah, I still think the linebackers make such a huge difference. Like, do you like? Let me like when Luke Kuechly was like at the peak of his powers, right? Would you put him in that? Would you put him in that category? Like, we're going. This is a KJE tangent. Would you put him in that K, that category of like Erlocker, Ray Lewis? Would you put him? Would you put him as one of those guys? Like, would you? Would, do you? Do you think of him as like? Even a, a an LT, and I'm not talking about San Diego Chargers. I'm talking about the New York Giants. Like, will you, do you think of them as a Lawrence Taylor? Like, th- th- like when I hear those guys, like I'm thinking of like brutes. Like I'm thinking of like they're aggressive, they're big, they will run you down, they will beat the living crap out of you. When I, I look at the new age linebacker, I think it's a little bit more finesse, and that's why I think like I agree with you where it's, it's changing. I'll agree with you with that because of how the league is changing. But I just kind of think because of that, making it a little bit more finesse, you're not – I think overall at, at the, the position just kind of gets watered down because you're looking to protect the pass rather than really looking to go pro- like protect against the run. That's just uh, my opinion. I'll see you on like Shaq Thompson being that sort of hybrid linebacker that doesn't scream like girth. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll even give you – I don't know. Like Rokon Smith, right? Like again, maybe like some you know some finesse, but like Fred Warner, Mika Parsons, uh, Levante David. Like we still have some beasts in there. Like T.J. Watt. 
I don't know. I I I I, I see. You what can you're watch saying. it and end though. Like you know what I mean. Like he's an okay. end. Like Darius Leonard. I was going to say, John, you're you're forgetting the guy that if he doesn't play, you don't bet on the Colts. <laughs> literally, he's a linebacker. Literally, if Darius <laughs> Leonard doesn't play. If Mika Parsons doesn't play for the uh, for the Cowboys, I don't touch those teams. Like I don't even go near them. Remember Sean Lee? I remember when Sean, like, Sean Lee wasn't wasn't like this crazy linebacker. If Sean Lee doesn't play, you don't bet the Cowboys. If Luke Keekley doesn't play, like you said, you don't bet Carolina. There are certain TJ Watt doesn't play, you think twice about the Steelers, <laughs> right? You, you, maybe sometimes three times because without those guys, they control the defense. So uh, that's why I think they're like your center, man. Like I, I agree, they're not sexy, right? Like they, they're like who's looking at like total tackles in the game? Oh yeah, great. Uh, Quincy Williams had 12 tackles today. Like nobody gives a damn. You know what I mean? Like, but, but he's, you know, he made, he made a huge difference in the game when you watch it, you know? So they, they control the tempo still, in my opinion. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Probably like the golden age of the linebacker might be done. I also definitely agree to the look of the linebacker is completely different. Like I talked to John, I don't know, 10 years ago about how the NFL is just going to be a bunch of like, (laughs) yeah. A bunch of like LeBron James is running around. Like everyone's going to be six eight to six ten, super athletic, can do everything. It's going to look completely different, and that's how the linebacker is. You have you have super athletes. I mean, Michael Parsons was what outrunning everyone mm-hmm. at the All Star weekend or whatever it was, the Pro is, Bowl thing. And this is it's not just to a like completely different look and die nowadays. And this is not to downplay like how good they are. I'm just yeah. saying like like Bart Scott, man, like that's. Like you're not getting a David Harris, David Harris, Bart Scott. Those guys aren't walking through that door anymore. Like, yeah, Mario Davis is tomorrow. <laughs> He's still walking through that door, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. What's Here's the Davis real question. Leads, so we'll start talking. Here's the real question because I think to answer it, will there be a linebacker on the cover of Madden in the next ten years? Hell no. <laughs> that's a great question. That's what it comes down to. To me, that's it. Like Ray Lewis was on the cover. We all know it. Like those. Urlacher was, was on the cover. Wasn't Urlacher on the cover? He was listen, on the cover. Listen, I'll, so. I'll, I'll, it, I'll give it? you. I'll give you my. I'll give you the only possibility. And even though he's just a possibility, I'll give you two possibilities, and both of them I think are less than twenty percent. He was. Both- Brian Urlacher was on the cover yes. of Madden. Urlacher, 2016. Twenty sixteen. Oh. Throwback and, season, but Ray Lewis was on the hit stick one, so he's he's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna throw Mika Parsons in there. Yep, I, th- I think he's a Dallas Cowboy. If he has a big year, uh, especially defensive player of the year, which he's, he's possible to get this year, I think he could be on there. And I still think the NFL is corny enough, yes, corny enough to do a a a, a, a triplet Watt brother. Uh, cover before uh, JJ something. goes. I really, I, I think, that, I think they're corny enough to do that. Let me tell you something. 2010 Madden with I think it was uh Troy Palmau and Larry Fitzgerald. Awesome game. We, we we didn't yeah. we, we didn't need the the duo uh on the cover though. I get it, but we didn't need it. We never need Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady on the cover again. Tom Brady was so never. Walker was also I, on. I Earl couldn't Walker. even play Ultimate Team, bro. They give, give me ninety nine Tom Brady. I got a bench. <laughs> Bro, so this the is the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> here, hold on. We'll get, I'm looking at this right now. Brian Urlacher was on Madden 11, NFL 2K3, and Madden 16. It's quite a career. You know, like, I'm just saying, like, you're not going to, like, that was like the golden age of linebackers. Like, yeah. If you were a linebacker in, like, if you were a linebacker in high school, like, sheesh, 
that was the second thing of like being a quarterback. Like, oh, he's either quarterback or linebacker. Those are the, yeah. Those the are the NFL's things. changed now. It's all you know. It's offense, Look, offense, offense. Everyone wants everyone, to be a DB yo, or a wide receiver or a quarterback. Yo, you want to be a quarterback yeah. too? Like that's that's another top position. Everyone wants to be like, yo, I'm going to shut you down. So let's get let's speak about quarterbacks. Let's get to the next position, cornerback. That's sauce. This is the best. Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. This is the best unit across the AFC East. Yes. hundred percent. Yep. I love yeah. that. I love that. I love Who's the Alex, best, though? Alex, go first for us, man. Take, 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 start us off here because there's been lots of talk, man. Lots of talk about 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 this Antonio Camardi character coming in here. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious where you got the Jets here. I, I'm a fan of Sauce, but let's see, man. There's a lot of hype. A lot of hype around the guy. He's got Sauce memorabilia ready. We got Sauce shirts. They got everything going on here. Uh, where is it? Where do the Jets rank? And most importantly, how does the whole AFC East rank for you? Where <sighs> is the AFC East rank for me? That's tough, man. That's tough because you got you got some good ones like LA. I feel like even though you got to go with LA, right? You got Ramsey, you got Jalen Ramsey, and um, who, who was the other one? Uh, JC Jackson, not JC Jackson. Uh, who's the other one? Is it no? Um, why he came from Denver, right? What's his name? Uh, for New England? No, nah, I'm just thinking. Not, not. I'm just talking about like the league overall. I think were you, didn't you ask like the league, like league wide? Uh, no, no, no. I'm asking where the, where these teams rank for the AFCs. I know the other teams are good, but let's just stick with the AFCs. I'm just okay, okay, okay. Seeing where these teams rank in the AFCs. All right. So I'm gonna have to go with Buffalo first. <laughs> I like Buffalo number one. Like having some of the having the best. Uh, Listen, I, mean, I think I'm in agreement right. with you, man. I think I'm in agreement with you, dude. White, I love Elam. I mean, yeah, I love Elam. White, like they're Tredavious White just by himself wins it. I know. Like you can't, you just but you they just got a rookie. Cannot, you can't but, but, knock it. But they got a rookie, and I, I don't know. Teron Johnson's okay. I, I, I also have them number one just out of respect. Uh, Gregor, do you have them number one too? I have the Dolphins one. Oh man. Let's talk yeah. about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about let, let, let's do the cornerbacks a little bit different here. Why do you have the, Why do you have Miami number one? Yeah, we got to pivot. I got to hear this. I just I, I don't know. I just I was looking at you like Xavier point. Howard and Byron I mean, Jones that much. Yes, I mean yeah. Xavier Howard. Okay. I mean Xavier Howard, one of the one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I know that. But then Byron Jones. Uh, That's I, like here's the thing. Let, let's cancel out Howard and White. Can we do that? Is that fair? Sure. So, are you taking the rookie from Florida, or are you taking uh, Byron Jones? Right? Is that where you're going, or are we going to that, do uh, that's the nickel my point. as the? But what about the nickel? Do we care about that, or I think they're pretty similar. Okay. I think they were pretty similar. My point was just like uh, I think Johnson might be a little bit better, but you know, I think I think they're fairly similar. My whole thing with the Bills was like. I just have to see it. It's like what I've been saying the whole time with Elam. Sure, he was good. I think was he in Florida. Last year or whatever, yeah, so no, he's a Gator. Yeah, so again, he, he was should good. be. He was good. one of the guys that I liked, honestly. Yeah, I was hoping if we didn't get someone in the top of the first round, yeah. that's uh, someone you know, big body guy, strong, can do what he needs to do on the outside and can play a little inside, can tackle. So it, it just, I just have to see it from him. That's it. I think White and Xavier Howard just wash each other out, and then from that point on, you have you know so, two guys on Miami that have a couple years experience that have been pretty good. Pretty solid for them, 
And then you just have Elam on the Bills, who just needs to prove it. Can the Bills by the end of the season be the best unit in the AFC East? Sure. I just think right now going into the season, I just got the Dolphins a little bit ahead. Not by much. That's fair. Honestly, I, I, also, think, I think I'm, I'm going to go with you. Go ahead. Also, what about White's health? We don't know, right? Did I, I, he come back for the playoffs? I'm not sure if he played. I don't think, I think he did. So. Was he out? I, I remember him being out, actually. I think you're right. Yeah. He's towards so, ACL. Towards ACL. Yeah. So we're not exactly sure what he's going to be to start the season and then throughout the season. So that's my whole reason. I just like I just like the Dolphins. I think it's just a little bit more of a safer bet if you're going to pick one to be the best unit. Okay, um, but I have a question. Do you, care, do you care that Xavier and Howard got paid? Not really. Just because I think, I don't know, with like Tua there and, oh my God, Blake, another wide receivers now, Judy and uh, Tyreek Hill. I think he just has something to prove every day. I don't think those guys are going to let him take days off. I think that no matter what drill you're doing, you have stuff to worry about. You have to be elite. So I'm not too worried about it. I, I do get a little bit worried, I think a little bit more in the NBA than the NFL about guys kind of being a little lackadaisical. Because I think in the NFL, if you're lazy and you're not doing what you need to do, you're going to get hurt. So, and it's not guaranteed money. Um, so the getting paid thing, I think that worries me a little bit more in the NBA than it does for the NFL. So no, not too worried about it. I think he's like on a mission to prove he's the best cornerback in the league. So at that point, what's, you know, what's, what's okay. money? Okay, fine. I'll, I, I was, on, I was on the fence with that. I'll, I'll go with Miami one and I'll take Buffalo with two. Uh, Alex, are you still fair with Buffalo at one? I'm still going to stick with Buffalo at one. Okay. What is okay. your number two? <laughs> it's tough. It's, it's tough. To be- it's tough because uh, I'm either thinking Patriots mm. or I'm thinking Dolphins as well. Because, mm. and I go with Patriots because I'm thinking I'm leaning towards Patriots, even though it did change up because they still got Jalen Mills, but now they got Malcolm Butler back in their rotation. Um, he was not really like he's not the winner for me, so I'm probably gonna go with the Dolphins. You suck last year, bro. I'm gonna have to go with the. I'm gonna have to go with the Dolphins for this one. Yeah. All right. So I have to go with the Dolphins. You got Dolphins at two. Patriots at um, three. Patriots at three. I think. Are we all in agreement that the Patriots are number three? I don't know. I I think I'm going four. I I had the Jets three. I think so too. I think the Jets could be one or two if these guys come together as a unit. I think so too. I think so too because Malcolm Butler stinks, man. If if he wasn't good enough to play with the Patriots two three years ago, and then he he got injured again in Tennessee, and he wasn't that great, and now he's coming back. Jalen Mills, that doesn't really do it for me. Uh, Jonathan Jones as their nickel, okay. I, I don't really know. I, I know it's Bill Belichick, but I don't really know, dude. When like, the Jets, dude, they have dude Michael Carter the second as the nickel is really good. Honestly, I'm not a really good. Well, we have five. And I go back. Here's the thing. And this is not Jay saying Reed. the Jets. This is not saying the Jets stink because I think I'm going to put them at four. Antonio Cromartie. Because yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying the Jets cornerbacks uh, cornerbacks stink because they're at four. I think Greg and all of you, all, all both of you guys said it at the beginning where this group is actually really good and it's very close to how good that all of these cores are. I'm going with the Patriots because they were second in 
in the league with how many completions they allowed at 59%. They were on the bottom. All right. They didn't allow that many completions compared. Like the most was. Yeah, but they had uh, JC Jackson. I understand. But still, like, I understand that they had JC Jackson, who's now with uh, LA, the Chargers. But even still, like, out of, you had 70%, like, essentially 70% Philadelphia Eagles allowed for completion, right? And the Patriots are still second when it comes to also yards are allowed last season. Now, I'm, I, obviously it's going to change because you got Malcolm Butler instead of Jackson. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting it to go down. But once again, it comes back to that schematic of, uh, Bill Belichick. I think the talent with the schematics is what puts the Patriots at three for me, just because Sauce Gardner, as much as I believe in him in the long haul, John, you talk about during the draft, like him coming into the NFL. You know, it's cool that you were able to do all the things, be this tough dude at Cincinnati in college. NFL is a different dude, beast. Yo, what's the movie? What's the movie where like uh, two people like piss in the same fountain and then like they change, they like change like their lives, but they're still in the same body? Because I feel like that happened with me and Alex on this podcast where all of a sudden I'm like, all right, sauce, like you're here, like. You have to show us, like, let's see what you got. And Alex's like, I don't know anymore. Like, I'm not sure. So like, I'm saying that. Switch? Once happened? again, it goes back to the, this is a very talented core, <laughs> like, throughout the entire FC East. Like, the cornerbacks are probably the strongest of all the cores. But there's still, like, there's just the unknown, man. Like, you're telling, like, I haven't seen DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner play on this team. Like, I know DJ Reed's going to be fine. But still, like, Putting it all together. I'm going to put them four just because of like the unknown. I'm going to put Patriots at three, Dolphins at two because of talent, uh, Bills at one just because talent, schematics, all that together. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills, number one. Yeah, it's really is like an exercise too of like, are we, are we ranking these guys based on just the talent of the individual players? Because if that's the case, I have the Patriots four by a lot. But then are we talking about like the total team defense, the scheme? To your point, Alex, by the end of this season, the Patriots are going to have probably a top 12 or top 10 passing defense, even though none of the players are really incredible. But the way they cook it all up and scheme it and, you know, do everything that they do in New England, it comes out to the whole unit's really good on the defense. So, like, guys, I'm not expecting the Jets to be one of the worst pass defenses again. Like they were abysmal last season, like truly, truly abysmal, you know, like third most yards allowed <laughs> 4,409 passing yards allowed 68% of passes were completed on them. I don't expect that. I think they're going to be better, but to catch up with more seasoned guys with a rookie, that's tough, man. That's tough. But Dude, I hate I hate the way you two talk about Sauce Gardner. I I'm not hating hate Sauce Gardner. I know you're not. I know you're not. That's what drives me so crazy. It's oh, he's good, but I don't know if he's going to be good. It's like no matter year what one, happens I can't with say. Sauce, I don't know how good he's going to be year one. No matter what happens with Sauce, you guys are going to be like, I was right. He he was he was. I don't want right. to be right. I don't want to be right. That's not what this is about. It's not. No. It's not about being right with mm-hmm. specifically with Sauce Gardner. It's the hype is so high. And the fall will be so great. <laughs> He's gonna be, shut down everyone. <laughs> yeah, like that's this is tough. Like week one, we we're gonna have we have a tough matchup. Like I, I don't pick I don't six know. week one. I'm calling it now. Put the prop bet in. You guys are disgusting. 
Listen, if that happens, I, that would that would officially exercise. You know, I'm all about exercising demons. Yeah. This would be this would be exercising the Sam Darnold pick six demon for me. If Sauce Gardner gets a pick six in game one, if it's the first throw too, oh my god, he's, he's so good! It is stupid. <laughs> like it is going to be incredible. Okay, let's go. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's jump into the probably least incredible unit on the entire Jets team for maybe the last 15 years, but especially the especially fact that I had to bring up Kerry Roach to tell you how, <laughs> how, <laughs> how bad we tough. need help. It's yeah. worse than the Knicks point guard situation to say that. And that's putting it in context because we finally got Jordan Whitehead as a strong safety here. I like Pinock came in in the same Darnold trade as a cornerback. Willie Parks talks a lot of smack uh, on Twitter and he's from the Dolphins. So that should be fun. Elijah Riley's cool. Ashton Davis, track star. And we got uh, LaMarcus Joyner, who is never healthy. That doesn't do scream. Do you guys see the article that Joyner might be cut? No. No. Yeah, there was some There was, uh, I don't know who had it, but uh, we'll see if I can pull it up real quick. But yeah, they're saying just because of age, money, and just the uncertainty in his, you know, uh, his ability to play that there's a shot going into the season again when we have to cut down to 53 that he might not be on the team. Mm. That would be interesting because he signed this year, didn't he? For one year? It was I a, think it was so. A sign. I also don't know if it saves us really any money. Uh, yeah, We actually lose 2.1 and we have dead cap of $2 billion if we cut him. So I'm going to go out on the limb here and say there is absolutely no chance we're cutting him. And I would like to say that that article is probably uh, a Facebook article that you saw from someone trying to get headlines. Where honestly, man, if that's where the Jets are at, where we're having <laughs> we're having headlines to cut the, our safety players, we're in a good spot here because I'm going to go out on the limb here and put the Jets at fourth, <laughs> solid, solid fourth. <laughs> They're not even at the podium when it comes to the safety position. I'm going to throw. The Dolphins at three with Brandon Jones and uh, Javon Holland. I, I, Brandon Jones is good, man. Uh, Eric Rowe behind. Um, I can't believe they got Redwine now <laughs> behind. I think that's hilarious. But uh, Redwine is there. The, I'll put them at a solid three. I just don't trust the Jets at all. That's why that that's like that. Coming up to the one and the two, that's really the cream of the crop here. All right? you, you really can't go wrong. There's there's a star in either one, right? Whether it's Mika Hyde for Buffalo or whether it's Devon McCourty for Devin McCourty for New England. Um I hate Jabril Peppers. So just by that uh note, like if if you get if you get drafted too high by the Giants and then you go on to the Browns and then you find your way to New England, like that is the exact trajectory of, of, of a player that I that I just can't stand. Like you have all the characteristics that are just against everything I don't like in a football player. Uh those organizations like you. So I'm just by that, I, I know I even mentioned Kyle Duggar, he's fine. I'm gonna go with New England two. I'm taking Mika Hyde one. Just Mika Hyde. I don't even care who's next to him. Just give me Mika Hyde. That's the starting safety position. So Bills, Patriots. Dolphins, Jets, which some people say could be the AFC East standings. Not this guy, but some people say. 
I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, number one, because Mika Hyde, as you, as you, as you mentioned, I mean, the entire secondary is just, is just fire once again. See, this is where I'm torn because the Jets are obviously like dead last. That's not, that's not even a question. Uh, just because you have Jordan Whitehead or Marcus Joyner, it's not a star studded safety core. So it's easy to put them last. I know we talk about Devin McCourty. You got Kyle Duggar over there as well. But dude, you got to kind of look at the you got to kind of look at the the Dolphins too with Javon Holland and Brandon Jones too. Like they're that's a solid safety core as well. I think we're gonna go with Miami Dolphins then the New England Patriots just because I don't think Devin McCourty by himself is solid. I think the Dolphins are more well rounded. I'll go with the Patriots and then uh, the Jets to to round it out. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think Micah Hyde is obviously one of the best, if not the best, uh, safety in the league. So I'm really having a tough time deciding between second and third because I think the Bills, both both Bills, Poyer and Hyde are both, I think, phenomenal safety. So I'm not too worried about those guys. It really comes down to the Dolphins and just, Looking at the two guys that they have, it's just one is so much better than the other. Where the Patriots, I think, have two okay, pretty good guys. Um, but I think Holland is just the best safety out of out of the four of them. Um, I don't know how much of a fall off Brandon Jones really is, but he's not a name that really stuck out to me before I was really looking into it. So. You know, not not a ton of name recognizability or whatever the word is for name recognition there. So I'm going to go Patriots two, Dolphins three, Jets obviously four. I mean, this is a unit we talked about it all all offseason. We have to figure something out here. I think this offseason, it wasn't enough. I think we're going to have to really address it next offseason because – if we're going to have an elite defense like we see with the Patriots and and the Bills, you need safeties. To John, to your point, this changing NFL, to Alex's point, you need safety play. You need good safety play and dependable safety play, and we just haven't had that for years. So that's where I'm at. I got Bills 1, Patriots 2, Dolphins 3, Jets way down at 4. Jets are in the basement. Yeah. They might be in the, they might be in the core of the earth. Speaking of core of the earth, I think that's where I think that's where our kicker situation is too. I know I don't want to spend too much time on this, Alex. I don't want to hurt you, but whether it's uh, Big Z, Greggy Zers, Greggy Zerline killing it out here, or it's Double Doink Eddie P who killed it for the Jets. If I'm being quite honest, I think we're fourth on the kicker. Braden Man, I think I think he's right next to us at fourth in the punter situation too. Uh, I hate what the I hate what the Dolphins have going on, especially because they still stole our punter Thomas Morstead, who's played on every single team. Yeah. Uh, but and then they got Jason Sanders. Okay, that sounds good. I'll put them third. Nikki Falk, man, just hurting my my life. Just hurting my life for years and years and years. I I hate him to my core. I'm gonna put him second. Uh, with uh, Jake Bailey, and number one, we're gonna close it off. With my boy, Matt Areza, the punter, the rookie, 
<laughs> he's gonna be so good for the Bills. I'm gonna be so upset. I hope he's so bad. I hope I, I like you want like you, you want me to say I'm right, Greg. You think this is all about? Yeah. I want to be wrong. So I'll be so wrong. <laughs> I want to be so wrong with Sauce Gardner. I want to be so wrong with Matt Areza, uh because I think he's going to be good. And they got Tyler Bass, whatever. Uh, throw him one. So Bills, Pats, Dolphins, Jets. Again. <laughs> I'm actually going to – so I, 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 I'm going to go with Tyler Bass and Matt Ariza, uh as the number one for the Buffalo Bills. Um. Drafting punters, baby. We got to draft the punters, Alex. I'm going to go Nick Folk, Jake, Jake <laughs> Bailey as number two. Uh, number three, look, man, even if it's, I know you're going to, I know we want to crap about it, but Brandon Mann actually didn't do too bad until last season. Like, he came back off an injury last season. He was fine two seasons ago. Listen, I, I'm, a big, but, I'm a big, I'm a big Brandon Mann guy, but I, he just hasn't been impressive, man. I know he hasn't been impressive, but we got to give him another chance, man. He got injured okay. last season, first game of the season. Let him come back and have that bounce back season. I mean, name recognition for what Greg was bringing up earlier. I mean, Greg Zerline, you have, if he's if he's starting, you have to give him some respect. He can't be in the bo- he can't be in the basement, so he's got to be three. Even still, give me double doink Eddie Pinero, all right, <laughs> over the, what the Miami Dolphins got going on. Jason Sanders, all right. Thomas Morstead. Looks like the Jets had something going before you had to take him away. But you know, his family was really cool in uh in London. So shout out to him and, and Elijah uh Elijah Vera Tucker's family, also really cool. For sure, for sure. So look, I'm uh that's my ranking, and that's why I'm gonna stick with it. Sure, we don't have enough sample size, but I'm gonna put the dollar in this. Close one. us out. Close us I'm gonna out. go with, I'm gonna go with what you guys had. Because when I was looking at this, I thought we were going to be doing like punt returners, kick returners. I wasn't thinking about kickers. So I was ready. I was like, I have like my five minutes prepared on Braxton Barrios and how he's the best in the world. And I love him. I'm so happy he's back. <laughs> yeah. Me so, too. and how he's number one and we're the best special teams unit out there. And how New England has Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who loves to mess it up. So, yeah. um, so I was ready to go in on that, but. Because I'm, you know, I'll you can do it. With... Go ahead, go ahead. No, you gotta no. put Jalen Waddle one, right? No, I'm going Braxton one over Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Ooh, that's a hot take. Absolutely, Braxton's got the he's he's the whole package, man. He's got he's got the mind for it. He's got the tenacity. He goes after it. He's got the speed. He got a kick yeah. return and a punt return for a TD last season. Got yeah, both. he was a Pro Bowler, right? Or All Pro voted? I don't know. Whatever it was, they're both all... beasts, man. They're both really good. Yeah, they're both good. I mean, Waddle's incredible. Don't get me wrong. So I the Jets one, Dolphins two, Bills, Bills three. Because Ty Montgomery has to be four. By, yeah. by other rules. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's the other way to your point. Kickers and punters, fine. Bills one, Patriots two, Dolphins three. Greg's with me. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> are you taking a yeah. double doink? Or Greg Z? I'm going double doink. All right, cool. Redemption. Redemption for the, he he redeemed himself last year. Honestly, props yeah. to him. Props to him. And speaking of redemption, New York Jets podcast next week on the Redemption Tour for this New York Jets, the propaganda episodes, the Take Flight series, gonna win an Emmy. Alex's favorite propaganda show. This is just part one because the propaganda off season is coming, and then the propaganda regular season videos coming too. I can't wait for it all. 
but we're going to review it next week. So stay tuned for that. We had to take some time to consume it. It was really good. Got into a bunch of different players again. I remember how much we learned last year from like Carl Lawson and anime uh, to certain players, uh, you know, and their workout routines. Is CJ Mosley working on terrified? Can I just say I'm terrified? <laughs> I'm terrified of Carl Lawson. Not for the fact that he likes anime, but watching him in the living room that was just pristine, like sterile, eating, watching anime. Is there a place that clean watching anime? Yo, that man's a certified killer. I'm staying far, far, far away. <laughs> so funny. So we're, we're, we'll uh, we'll review that next week. So tune, definitely tune in for that. Yeah, final warning. If you haven't watched, you got to watch it. Yeah, so we're definitely... I mean, there's not many spoilers, but we're definitely going to spoil whatever we can <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs> and uh, definitely tune in to the Winning Picks Weekly. Uh, we're still rocking there. Uh, we got the Scottish Open next week uh, coming through. We'll have some odds on that. What is yeah. going on in this podcast? With <laughs> <laughs> the money. You got, you got daily MLB, Wimbledon crushing it. Uh, I definitely have a bone to pick with uh, Greg's Mets today because if they don't cover the minus one and a half uh, versus Cincinnati two days in a row and ruin my uh, plus 1,200 parlay, I will kill him, and I'll never let him live it down. So, um, But if the Yankees don't cover, whatever. So Winning Picks Weekly, check that out. Winning P Weekly on Twitter, on the Knicks, Jets, etc. YouTube, Chip Murphy 7 is there. Also, Knicks, Jets, etc. Obviously, don't forget. Like, subscribe, comment. We'll reach out back to you. We love the the comments. We want to see you. Tell us who, who won on the offense and the defense. We'll uh, put both of those posters up. Let us know who won both of them. And uh, check out Alex on Knicks Fan TV. He's got a bunch of articles he's been dropping. Uh, he's about to go live. Uh, yesterday when you're listening to this, <laughs> but he's usually <laughs> out live on the Knicks, the Knicks fan TV feed. Uh, never, never stops going there. The guy was live for like three plus hours on draft night. <laughs> and free agency. And free agency. I got six uh, hours, man. <laughs> got, got six hours under my belt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's it, man. Uh, the jet season, we're in it. We're, we're again, we're in the dog days of the season right now. I needed to come because I'm spending too much of my money that I don't have right now. Like I just booked the uh, this is off tangent, but I booked the flight uh, for California for Thanksgiving uh, to spend with my brother. He's having a second kid. We got a wedding all during that time. But then I'm looking at the schedule. Chargers and Chiefs are in town. USC, UCLA, USC, Notre Dame. John Wallace is screaming right now. He's like, stop. I need this season to come and go, bro. I can't have this. I'm staring at Jets games. I'm like, when is the Seattle game? Oh, New Year's? Thank God. I can't travel to Seattle on New Year's. (laughs) Like, when is the Miami game? Oh, on my January 7th or 6th, which is my second Christmas. Thank God I can't make that game. Like, that's literally where my brain is going right now. Just... Please, season, come. We need you. But Jets fans, we'll be here with you for the next couple weeks to get you primed up for that preseason and that, and that military appreciation slash Snoopy Bowl, which is which ends our, which is now ends our preseason. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for Jets season. I'm ready. Now on that note, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning for another Jets episode of the next Jets, next Jets Etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Jets.